Hello, we come here in Genesis chapter 46, and here we see that Jacob, he leaves Canaan, and he takes his family, and we're going to look at the family of Jacob, and then here Jacob also, they, you know, Jacob and Joseph uniting for the first time after over 20 years, and we also will be seeing the ending of the Abrahamic dispensation concerning the patriarchs' mobility in Canaan. And previously, Abraham and Isaac, you know, wouldn't go out of Canaan or were prevented by God to do so. But now, this is the end of the Abrahamic dispensation concerning Canaan. And there, Israel are to go out and to go to Egypt in order to survive. Well, what's the what does dispensation mean? Dispensation is simply means what God allowed or didn't allow in other in other ages that He now allows or even encourage in the coming ages. And if we're not careful, we can explain it away as contradiction. You know, we have come here and God tells Jacob to go out to Egypt. And again, this is also God's permissible will. And because of the circumstances that happens because of sin. And also we will see that later on. But you see also the difference. We're going to see also the difference between dispensation and having a covenant. God's covenant, the Abrahamic covenant. And dispensaries are, are temporarily, you see, this way God deals with humanity and God deals with hum, uh, also universe. But the covenant, covenant is everlasting. So we come here and then we're going to begin here in verse 1. It says, and in verse 1, it says, And Israel took his journey with all that he had and came to Beersheba. And offer sacrifices unto God of his father Isaac. Now here it says that Jacob, now his name is being called Israel. And he took all he had. And he took, took his family and his goods. And he stops here in Beersheba. And this Beersheba is a place. His grandfather Abraham planted a grove in Genesis verses 21 verses 33 and then this is the altar Abraham made and here Abraham called upon the name of God he called God the God of everlasting so this is where this man came and meets uh, before he he ventures out after getting news that his son Joseph is alive <clears throat> and in verse 2 it says and God spake unto Israel in the visions of the night and said Jacob Jacob and he said here am I you see God called him in the vision at night and he said here am I you know Jacob answered God and first to, we have to make a note here on Jacob's maturity in in God you know and if you look if you read in verse 2 he says here this is the the growth of a believer and Jacob before as a young man when he met God running away from 
uh, from his brother Esau, and he came, when he came to Bethel, and he thought he was leaving God God behind, and he thought he has left his family. He is he's leaving the God of his fathers behind, and and he called the place. He met God there. He saw a ladder coming down on earth and descending and ascending and he called this place a dreadful place he said this is a dreadful place that god has been here and i didn't even know it but here he comes in this place and he he says to god here am i you see shows the growing faith in jacob and also in the past you know he took a lot of steps built altars and took a lot of steps without consult consulting with god and unlike Eliezer, you know, the servant of Abraham who consulted with God in every steps of his journey. But Jacob didn't do so. But here now, you know, he's being called by Pharaoh and he's being called by his son to come down to Egypt. But what about God? What is he going to talk to? And then, you know, again, God told him and his fathers to stay in Canaan and not to leave or go down to Egypt and now God you know who told him not to go and also God told him to go up to Bethel God told him to stay in Bethel you know when he came back from Canaan and Jacob now has learned that before taking steps you know he must consult with God and get his permission and here he communes with him at this place called Beersheba Again, Abraham, his father, called it. This is where Abraham called on the on the Lord. And now the Lord appears to him here. And it says in verse 3, it says, And he said, I am God, the God of thy father. Fear not to go down to Egypt, for I will there make thee a great nation. And interesting, God now tells Jacob, uh, Jacob to go down to Egypt. Now, is this a contradiction? Some will say, you know, but it's not. Again, this is the end of the dispensation of Abraham relating to Canaan occupancy, you see. Uh, dispensation, again, I say, is a way God deals with man and the universe. And he never, what he never done before or did not allow before, you know god allows again today we are in the age of grace but in abraham's time it was the age of the promise and which is still in effect however you know although it is which is still today however not for staying in the land it wasn't wasn't for staying in the land but for the promise the promise is still in effect today but the israelites are not in that land because that age has ended you see, example, the age of dispensation, what God allows is, for example, when example is, is bringing a lamb to the to the temple. There's a time when you, there's an age and a dispensation we have to bring lamb. God's people have to bring lamb to the temple, you see, but we are no longer have a lamb. Christ Jesus is the lamb of God, you see. What, back then, it, it will be unaccepted to come to the temple without bringing a lamb or offering offering up an animal you see but now if you offer it up it will become an abominable practice because christ is now 
the Lamb of God, also the temple. The temple is not a building anymore in this in this dispensation, the church age. The temple is the habitation, the believers, the body of believers are the temple. You see, you see what God allowed back then, he did not allow now because the, the dispensation time has ended. And although these people are out of Canaan, they have to stand on God's promise still. And again, notice Abrahamic dispensation concerning the occupancy of the land of Canaan ends. It has end, but not the Abrahamic covenant or the promise. The promise, these are everlasting. You see, the promise of God gave to Abraham is everlasting and also the covenant. But the dispensation now ends here. And God says, I will make thee a great nation. And did God fulfill his promise here? Which, and then, you know, he made, he made a promise now and it says, I will make you a great nation. I will make you the Israelites, a great nation. Again, which he gave to Abraham in Genesis 12, verses 2, he says, and here he says, and I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. Again, this is the promise God made with Abraham and he continually makes it with his uh grandson Jacob and well did God made good on his promise and we can we can we can look at it in Exodus 1 verses 7 in Exodus 1 verses 7 it says and the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly and multiplied and waxed exceeding mighty and the land was filled with them see God made good on his promise with the, the promises he making Jacob here and this is a promise he made with Abraham before and now he makes it again with Jacob but here it was fulfilled in the time of Moses you see they, they went in there they went down to Egypt and they increased and the population increased also in Deuteronomy 26 verse 5 he says and you shall speak and say before the Lord thy God, a Syrian ready to perish was my father. He went down to Egypt and sojourned there with a few and became a nation, great, mighty, and populous. You see, a nation, great, mighty, and populous. Now, this is Moses' day, and God fulfilled his promise, and he increased them. Again, Jacob naturally was a Syrian, you see. It says a Syrian ready to die. He went down with few, and the people, the number of people he went down was seventy souls, and he became populous and a great nation. You see, and this is God's last promise to Jacob here. And again, Jacob is Israel. God is making the promise to to the nation, and here it says. In verse 4 it says I will go down with ye into Egypt and I will also surely bring thee up again and Joseph shall put his hands upon thy eyes see God says I will go down with you now this is a permissible will of God there's a permissible will of God and there's also a direct will of God while they were in Canaan this was God's will for them they had to be, be in the land of Canaan but now God permit them 
to leave Canaan. You see, God is now speaking to Jacob. He says, I will go down with you and I will bring you up again. And Egypt is not the place they are to stay, but they are to uh, the ultimate place for them to stay is Canaan, the land of Canaan. And Canaan is their blessed land. And in verse 4, you know, going down to Egypt was a permissible will of God, not God's best, you see. And God also promised to bring them back to Canaan. And this is a promise. He, he's going to bring them back to Canaan. Now, they, they came to pass. And if you read Acts 7, verses 15, it says, And Jacob went down into Egypt. He said that Jacob went down to Egypt and died. And our fathers, that's what Acts 7, 15 says. He says, Jacob went down into Egypt and died. He and our fathers. You see, Jacob and all the sons that went down to Egypt, all his sons and children and daughters, all of them died in Egypt. And note also that all went to Egypt, all children of Jacob. They all went with Jacob. And again, which says here in Genesis 45 verses 19, it says, in Genesis 45 verses 19, it says, to take his little ones and the entire family of to Egypt. So the entire family of Jacob went down to Egypt. All of them. No, nobody was left behind. All souls were went down to Egypt. Again, did God make good on the promise? Did God make good on his promise to bring them back, the Israelites, the nation, bring them back to Canaan? Yes, again, in Genesis 28, verse 13, God said to Jacob, he says, Behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac, the land, speaking of Canaan, the land where thou, thou liest, the, the land that you lie on, which is Canaan, to thee will I give it to thy seed. God says, your seed, I will give it to you and your seed. Now, the fulfillment is in uh, Judges 2, verses 1. It says, Now the angel of the Lord came up from Gilgal to Bokim, and he said, I brought you up out of Egypt and led you into the land which I have sworn to your fathers. See? And I said, I will never break my covenant with you. See, God brought the nation, Jacob, the nation Jacob from up from Egypt and but not the individual okay the individual all individuals died in Egypt including Jacob himself you know the Old Testament is to look is to be look in the lands of nations not individual okay the promise is to the nations not the individual the individuals all died in Egypt, but God brought the nation out from Egypt. You know, we can misquote the word of God, you know, by focusing too much on on the individuals in the Old Testament rather than, you know, rather than, rather than the nation. And then moving on in verse 5, And Jacob rose up from Beersheba, and the sons of Israel carried Jacob their father and their little ones, 
and their wives in the, in the wagons which Pharaoh had sent to carry them. You see, Jacob now rose from Beersheba. Now he, he goes out of Canaan. He, by God's permission, by God's, you know, you know, by God's will, you know, again, this is God's permissible will. God permitted him to leave Canaan and he goes out of Canaan. And then he says in verse 6, And they took their cattle and their goods, which they had gotten in the land of Canaan, and came into Egypt, Jacob and all his seed with them. See, all his seed that was with them. And they took their cattle, they took their goods, all their goods they have gotten out of the land of Canaan. You know, they have too many cattle and sheep and all this stuff. And they brought it to Egypt. And Jacob and his seed, again, this passage of the scripture in Deuteronomy 25, no, excuse me, Deuteronomy 26 verse 5 says, Speak unto Pharaoh, Syrian, a Syrian ready to perish was my father, and he went down to Egypt and sojourned there with a few. Now he went down to Egypt. Here is the great migration here. They, they are migrating into this and also in addition to the book of joshua 24 verses 4 it says which says that and i gave unto isaac jacob and esau and i gave unto esau mount Seir to possess it but jacob but jacob and his children went down to egypt you know all the family went down to egypt and now in Psalms 105 verse 22 talks about where they migrated to, where they went to, and what they migrated to. It says that it says in Psalm 105 verses 23. In Psalm 105 verses 23, it says, Israel also came into Egypt, and Jacob sojourned in the land of Ham. You see, Israel went down to Egypt and Jacob he sojourned in the land of Ham. Now, in the land of Ham, which is the land of the Cush, the, the Mizram, the Egyptians being in a black race, in a place of the you know blacks were, and this is this is you have the Shemites now living with the Cushites, and this is the first integration here in the Word of God, you know, but. All of this is a permissible will of God, and this is not the best for them. And here in verse 7, it says, And his sons and his son's sons with him, his daughters and his, his son's daughters, and all his seeds brought he with him into Egypt. Now he says his sons and his, his son's sons and his daughters, you see, and his son's daughters, all his kid, all his seed, and he says, and his son's sons, meaning his grandkids, daughters, and his son's daughters, all his seed, all of them he brought to Egypt. You know, he must have had a big wagon, you see. And in verse 8, he says, and these are the names of the children of Israel. Now we're going to follow these, um, the 12 tribes. These are the 12 tribes of Israel, and we're going to follow this. And it says, these are the names of the, of the children of Israel which came into Egypt. Jacob and his sons. Reuben, Jacob's firstborn. 
And the sons of Reuben were is Hanak and Falu, Hezron, Kami. Now these are the sons of Reuben, the firstborn. And again in verse uh, 10 it says, And the sons of Simeon, Jemiel, and Jamin, and Ohad, and Jachin, and Zohar, and Shaul, the son of a Canaanitish woman. Again, you see the son of the Canaanitish woman. Pay attention to this because this is the intermingling and intermarrying of the Gentiles. And this is against God's will. And the main reason God had to make them leave that land of Canaan was that of the intermingling of other gods that was brought by by the Canaanites through marriage. And the godless line, you see the godless line intermingling with the godly line. And you see here Simeon and Judah, they both married and they both intermingled with the Canaanites as well as uh, Jacob's daughter, Dina, and in Shechem. You see, these, these were, this was one of the reasons God brought famine. And he brought famine for this reason to escape the pollution of the Canaanites. You know, when God brings them back and then he would tell them to destroy all the living things there and including the animals there and there in the land, both human and animals, because God is to dwell among his people. They are bringing the ark, they're bringing the presence of God to Canaan, you see, and in Canaan, God is a holy God and that cannot dwell with sin and pollution you see and the nation like the canaanites would have polluted them and you know which these people worship strange deities and are very sexual immoral immoral nation and most of these deities they they serve are god and goddesses of sex and but canaan you know but god you know, he gave the Canaanites time to repent when he uprooted them out. When he uprooted Egypt, uh, Israelites out to go down to Egypt, God gave these people time to repent of their sins. Because he told, one of the things God told Abraham, you know, he said that he's not going to bring the Israelites, he's not going to give Abraham the, the land yet because the sins of the Amorites is not yet full. You see, God waited for these people to repent but they did not repent you see for over 400 years plus they lived the canaanites live in that land and they became worse they, they did not repent you see and no nation lasts long with with sexual immorality as their culture and eventually god will bring israelites back and uproot everything out of that land but you know humans and animal and any living thing because the land is polluted see and but here moving on verse 11 it says and the sons of levi gershon kohite and mirari again these are the sons of levi gershon kohite and mirari and again this is the priestly lineage of the levites they are the priestly lineage and when we get to exodus and numbers we're going to see more of, of this uh priest priestly lineage these are the Levi, uh, levites levitical priests that came throughout here and then here in verse 
12, it says, And the sons of Judah, Er, and Onan, and Shelah, and Phares, and Zerah, and Er, and Onan died in the land of Canaan. See, they died in the land of Canaan. And it says, And the sons of Phares were Hezron and Hamul. Sons of Judah here, you see, is Er, and Onan, and Shelah, and Phares. We talked about, you know, Shelah. And, and you have Phares. Again, Phares and Zerah came from Judah through Tamar. And, you know, these were the sons. Again, but you see, Er and Onan, they both died in Canaan because of sin. And here you have the sons of Phares. And you see, sons of Phares was the Hezron and Hamul. Now, we see the line of Christ will come from the Hezronites. And this is the royal line of the king uh, of the kingly tribe. This is the royal line of King David and Christ. They came through the Hezronites. See, according to Brown Driver Breaks, you see, these people came through this line. And we can look at more in the in verse 13. It says, And the sons of Issachar, you see, you have Tola and Fuva. And Job, and now this is not Job in the Bible, and you have Shimron, see, and then in verse 14 it says, Sons of Zebulun, Shared, Elon, and Jalil. And it says in verse 15, These be the sons of Leah, which she bare unto Jacob in Pandanerum, with his daughter Dina. All the souls of his sons and his daughters were thirty and three. See, again, mention Dina here because she had a history. and But Jacob had other daughters as well. And it says that Leah bare to Jacob in Pendanaram, all these, and then with Dina and the sons and daughters, all were 33 souls from Dina. No, excuse me, from Leah. Moving on in verse 16, it says, And the sons of Gad, Ziphon, and Haggai and Shuni and Hezbon and Eri and Arodi and Areli and the sons of Asher, Jimna and Ishna and Ishu and Bira and Sira, their sister and the sons of Bira, Heba and Malkael. And these are the sons of Zilpha, whom Laban gave to Leah his daughter, and these she bare unto Jacob even sixteen souls. Now Zilpha, Leah's handmaid, which Laban gave to Leah, and with his daughter, and then he, all these are sixteen souls that came from her. And then you see him moving on in verse nineteen. It says, "And the sons of Rachel, Jacob's wife, Joseph and Benjamin." Now Jacob's wife here. He says Jacob's wife. See, Rachel is recognized as the true sons. You see, she's recognized as the true sons of, um, excuse me, she's recognized as the Jacob's rightful wife, not the others. And unto, it says in, in verse 20, and unto Joseph in the land of Egypt, Egypt we are born Manasseh and Ephraim, which Ashenite, the daughter of Potiphera, priest of Onan, bare unto him. And the sons of Benjamin were Bela, Becca, and 
Ashbel, Gira, and Nanam, Ehi, and Rosh, and Mopin, and Huffin, and Ard. And these are the sons of Rachel, which were born to Jacob. All were souls, were 14. See, you see, here comes from the line of Rachel that gave birth. And all of these 14 souls through J Joseph and Benjamin. Apparently, Benjamin has had a lot of children. And then in verse 23, it says, now, now it says, the sons of Dan were Hoshim, and the sons of Naphtali, Jaziel, and Guni, Jiza, and Shilam, and Bilhah, Rachel, handmaid, born all these, you know, to Jacob. All were seven souls and from, from Bilhah. And then in verse 26, all souls besides Jacob, all souls besides Jacob's son's wives, we are 66. See, Bilhah, Zilpah, and Leah may have all died and because they were not counted here. And they are probably all died in Canaan. And then here you see, and the sons of Joseph, which were born in Egypt, were two souls all the souls of the house of jacob which came into egypt were three score and ten he mentioned that the sons of joseph were were two souls and all together including joseph and jacob were 70 souls and that went down to egypt again again he says here in deuteronomy 10 verse 22 he says Thy fathers went down into Egypt with three score and ten persons, meaning seventy. And now the Lord thy God has made you as stars of heaven for multitude. And we will confirm that in Numbers. When we get to Book of Numbers, was it seventy? And we're going to confirm that when we get to Book of Numbers. And then here in verse 20, 28, he says, And he sent Judah before him unto Joseph. To direct his face unto Goshen, and they came into into the land of Goshen. Again, you see, um, Joseph sent Judah, and Judah now takes the place, the rightful place now, because Reuben used to be the firstborn. Now Judah now takes the lead. You see, he's now taking the place of Reuben, and then he says to tell Joseph and to tell joseph to head for goshen and goshen is the place that israelites are going to abode and this is the place that they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna stay for over 400 years and if you read also in genesis chapter 47 verse 1 it says then joseph came and told pharaoh and said my father and my brethren and the flocks and herds that they have come out of the land of Canaan, and behold, they are in the land of Goshen. Again, Goshen is the tipping point, is the tip of Egypt. And Jacob previously, uh, Jacob probably didn't want to travel far. He's an old man and he's, he had a dislocated hip. So he told Judah to go and let his son Joseph know to meet him in, in, in Goshen. And he did not travel down to Egypt. It also lets us know that this is God's direct will. This, no, this is God's leading. 
and God is leading the way to them to be to be settled in Goshen in Goshen all together you know this was God's leading you see and in verse 29 it says and Joseph made ready his chariot and went up to meet his uh, meet Israel his father to Goshen and presented himself unto him and he fell on his neck and wept and his neck a good while you see he wept on his neck a good while and Israel said unto Joseph now let me die since I have seen thy face because thou art yet alive again this is an emotional time here between the father and son Joseph took the chariot and met his father at Goshen and you know Jacob and Joseph now reunites his father he reunites with his father after 20 plus years and here they wept and this is this was God making good of this again you know kept both men alive to see this day and God is not finished with your with your life you see God all things are going to be made good in your lifetime you see Israel says now let me die he says now let me die I've seen your face and he could have died in Canaan but an anticipation kept him alive for some reason we have you know God giving longing for something you see God has given us a longing for something and there is something that keeps us alive and we have to accomplish it because it's God giving longing and when death comes we can easily surrender after we have done all that God has called us to do or the longing or some people we are to meet but this man has been living and had this he thought his son is that has died but somehow he had this anticipation that that something you know he says now you know he doesn't know what his anticipation was but he God kept him alive to see this day to meet his son and attention also to be called about Jacob here again you say because of Jacob's sin in the past you know he was separated from his father and his family Isaac for 20 years he, he lived in Pandanaram for over 20 years and his son Joseph was separated from him for 20 years now this is 40 years of family separation and this is the result that you know sin is very divisive and it separates us from close relatives and friends and this is the sin of envy by joseph's brethren and we need to check the sin in our hearts in the door because god says the sin is crouching in your heart and we check it with forgiveness and reconciliation and otherwise it can cause a lot of damage and this is what it did for for 20 years this father and son had been separated but here God does the damage control better by uniting these families and this is the also the power of anticipation you see he this man anticipated of marrying Rachel his sweetheart for after seven years and waited for four, 14 years to finally marry her now you know after 20 years he met his favorite son Joseph and you see just like 
again i'm pick, putting the picture of christ yeah and christ is simeon simeon in the bible in, in luke 2 verse 29 he, he said he waited for the uh, consolation of israel he says now after he has seen the consolation of israel the baby christ the consolation of israel he says now he says according to that he says now let thy servant depart in peace according to thy word for my eyes have seen thy salvation see again this is a clear picture of christ joseph uh, uh, jacob saying this to his son he says now let me die in peace because i've seen joseph you see that's what simeon said also when he finally waited all this in anticipation for for the baby jesus and who is christ who is the messiah he says now i've seen him now let me die in peace you see that's the power of anticipation the waiting part of it and you know people might say you know how come so and so have not died you know well there's something god has put in every individual you know before he calls that person home again john the baptist waited and was waited until he baptized christ before he was executed and you see but here now he had jacob he had to be the patriarch to be the first to step into egypt and to stay in egypt the land of egypt he has to be the patriarch the leader otherwise his rascal sons because all of the sons were no good and none of them except joseph and benjamin because his rascal sons would have scattered all the place and we needed he needed to meet with joseph and to comfort him and joseph was continually also asking where is my father is my father alive you know because he needed his father's comfort and that's why he was kept alive for this long but here it says in genesis uh in verse 33 and he says and joseph said unto his brethren and unto his father's house i will go up and show pharaoh and say unto him my brethren and my father's house which were in the land of canaan are come into me have come unto me and the men are shepherds for their trade for their trade had been to feed cattle and they have brought their flocks and their herds and all that they have and it shall come to pass when pharaoh shall call you and shall say what is your occupation that ye shall say thy servants trade had been about cattle from our youth until even until now both we and our also our fathers that ye may dwell in the land of goshen for every shepherd is an abomination unto the egyptians now the egyptians don't like um shepherds so jo joseph here instructed his brothers and he said that you are to be shepherds you have to say that you are shepherds so they can dwell in the land of goshen for every shepherd is an abomination to the egyptians you see the egyptians do not want any part of shepherds and the israelites were there and they came as shepherds and they're gonna, they're gonna eventually become slaves and idolaters because that's what they one thing happened there they became idolaters and but here they became they were they were came in as shepherds and they're gonna live there as slaves but we see here that they they will always they, they will abode in this place um called goshen 
for now and they're going to stay there always for well up to up to 400 years and we're going to begin next time in genesis chapter 47 until then precious saints god bless